0: I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, how's everyone doing this week? I've had a real painful week going on here. haven't been able to get over the pain of when I fell last week, so it's been kind of hard. But, you know, today's episode is going to be neuropathic pain and cold weather. There might be some places where I'll talk about hot weather also. But I'm going to be talking about how the cold weather affects neurotic pain. Since we're coming into the winter months now, um, and I believe there's some things in there that says do's or don'ts. Also, I gathered up a lot of information so I can make this episode of about over a little uh, over 20 minutes. But um, I just wanted to let you know also that I have affiliate programs now. On my uh, Facebook page, that you can take a look at and see some of the uh, type of things that they carry. Uh, each of the companies, you know, from CBD uh, gummies or there's that, and there's also um, hometics where they have uh, uh, equipment for the house that you may need to help you get around. So there's a lot to choose from, and there's also the Instacart, so don't forget about that. You know, I know sometimes it can be difficult for us to get to the stores and get the uh, products that we need, but with Instacart, you know, they deliver them to you, so that might be something you want to look into also, but they're all on the Facebook page at Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. So let's go ahead and get started here. Neuropathy, also referred to as peripheral neuropathy, polyneuropathy, or nerve pain, This is a condition in which the feet and occasionally the hands experience progressive numbness and pain. It is caused by damage to nerves in the peripheral nervous system, which includes all of the nerves outside of the brain and spinal cord. Numbness is the most common symptom reported with neuropathy patients. Often experience stabbing, prickling, burning, and aching and pain and in some cases there is a loss of balance and difficulty walking and that's the part that I'm having the most difficulty with right now in my life. As with all pain, the can worsen as temperatures drop. When the body is exposed to colder temperatures, the blood circulation slows in the hands and feet to better preserve a warm temperature in its core. As blood flow is reduced, nerve pain can greatly intensify. It is clear that nerve pain worsens in the cold weather, especially when precautions are not taken. Neuropathy is worse in the winter for several reasons. First, the drop is barometric pressure causes pressure on nerves that control pain signals to the brain. The pressure causes these nerve signals to slow down, increasing the perception of pain Second, the soft tissue becomes firmer in cold weather's and temperatures. When muscles tighten, they tend to spasm, resulting in pain. Furthermore, blood flow becomes restricted in the distal extremities. That is why the feet and the hands are affected initially and most intensely. Nerve pain can be managed effectively during the cold weather. So here's some things that you might want to try. Wear a hat and scarf. These winter essentials will prevent body heart heat from escaping the body. Wear gloves and socks. In in this case here, they do have compression gloves and socks that you can use. Also, they have the uh, compression sleeves that go all the way up your arm. Uh, wear gloves and socks to help neuropic and arthritic pain and keep your body warm. Layer your socks and keep your hands covered. Avoid caffeine. Too much caffeine can cause the blood vessels to temporarily narrow, restricting blood flow. Don't smoke. Blood circulation in arms and legs slows down when you smoke. Take a break. Don't stay outside too long. If you can, take short breaks indoors to return warmth to your body. And exercise, like cardio can improve blood flow and promote good circulation. Now just to give you a reminder, as I go and read over this uh, information I collected, there might be some parts that are repeated, but i I just like to gather as much information, even though it may be repeated just in case I missed something. So here's some more information that I gathered. While many people would will begin to physically feel this change. Those with neuropathy will not. What if you couldn't tell whether or not it was cold outside? What if you couldn't tell if you were over or underdressed? What if you couldn't tell whether or not your body was being warmed by the dropping temperature? If you have neuropathy, the thought of changing seasons can make you want to catch a flight to an island in the Caribbean. After all, The colder weather can lead to a great deal of discomfort and the lower the temperature brings bigger challenges. So let's take a moment to dive a bit deeper as to what truly happens in the body when cold weather reaches someone with neuropathy. When the temperature drops, blood flow slows down. This means that there is a greater chance of numbness and tingling due to the blood's delay in reaching the nerve endings. But because neuropathy already experiences these symptoms, the cold weather and slowing blood flow can only amplify the symptoms and affect the neuropathy. Here's where things get a little tricky. Thanks to the increased numbness, there's an inability to feel when the body is cold and when steps need to be taken to warm up. Even then, the weight of piling on layers of clothes can lead to discomfort or someone with nerve damage. So here's some of the things where it repeats. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with neuropathy, take care as the temperatures drop. Protect hands and feet. Limit outdoor activity. If you have to be somewhere outdoors, take regular breaks and head inside. And that's why I was saying that, you know. You can use an Instacart to go get your groceries or other things. They don't just have groceries. They, c- they carry a wide range of different products. Wear warm clothing. Avoid th- uh, drinking alcohol and then caffeine as these can narrow blood vessels and also lead to vitamin issues. Be sure to exercise. Do what you can as this will help your blood flow through the body. Now here's some information from uh, cancer care. Cold weather poses special challenges for people affected by neuropathy. Prolonged exposures to the cold causes the body to slow blood circulation to the hands and feet in an effort to preserve the body's core temperature. The reduced blood flow can intensify neuropathy symptoms and potentially cause further damage to our already affected cripple nerves. This is of special concern to those who experience their OBP pain as a numbness or kidney sensation. Their ability to measure the effects of the cold is compromised, since they already experienced those physical warning signals that would otherwise indicate a need to get to warmer conditions. There's a couple of other ideas in regards to exercise. Taking part of light cardio can help warm up your muscles and promote good circulation. warding off the neuropathy caused by the colder temperatures. Try gentle movement exercises such as yoga, walking, elliptical, and weight training. Even a light swim in a heated pool could help to keep your body limber and ease away muscle tensions and take the next step if you're suffering from your pain find a, a, a neurotic therapy center in your area that would help the best or get a pain doctor to see if that will help you also so like i said as i read some of this material from different websites some may um, sound repeated which it will because there isn't really a lot of information out there about peripheral neuropathy and the cold and And I really feel that this is a great and important uh, topic to talk about because I deal with it. And if you don't know what's going on with your body, you don't know how to um, help it or treat it. So this is why I'm going over this, uh, this area this month. Is to get you prepared for next month, October. And some of you already may live in areas that are cold. So hopefully this helps. Peripheral neuropathy may indeed experience changes in the frequency and severity of their symptoms depending on the climate they are in. Colder climates and colder weather can pose special challenges for those who are affected by peripheral neuropathy as they tend to slow blood circulation to the hands and feet. Neuropathy Peripheral neuropathy is a condition created by damaged nerves in the feet, hands, and arms. These nerves are no longer sending the right messages through the nervous system, which leads to less oxygen reaching nerve pains or cells. Reduced blood flow can definitely intensify peripheral neuropathy symptoms and may even cause further damage to already affected nerves. Cold weather and the slowing of blood flow make it difficult for those with the symptoms of peripheral neuropathy to measure the effects of cold. They may already be feeling numbness or tingling, warning signs they would usually feel when a part of the body is cold. There are some things that you can do to help manage the level of discomfort that peripheral neuropathy causes in the cold weather and these are the things i've already gone over be sure to wear warm clothes protect your hands limit your uh, caffeine intake those kind of things get a massage massage areas where you, you most often experience peripheral neuropathy so this last uh website that i'm going to be using seemed to have a lot more information than all the other ones did and that's why i left it for last nerve pain or neuropathy is a condition caused by damage to the nerves in the peripheral nervous system. Its symptoms usually include progressive numbness and pain in the feet and occasionally in the hands. People with this condition may also experience difficulty in walking and maintaining the balance. The practice of dry uh, needling or neuropathy in the feet or hands has emerged as a way for these individuals to manage their symptoms and get relief. Needle lean, huh? Never heard of that. Experiencing your pain is convincing enough on its own. However, if you have this condition, take take note that the lower temperatures during winter can worsen this. When the body is exposed to the cold for a prolonged period, its natural response is to slow down the blood circulation to the extremities. This prevents, preserves the body's core temperature. On the flip side, this reduced blood flow to the hands and feet can aggravate neuropathy symptoms. Aside from this, the change in air pressure due to the drop in temperature also exerts extra pressure on your nerves and increases your perception of pain. Taking precautions as seasons change will help you manage neuropic pain and make it through the colder months. To help you with this, here are some tips worth following. Number one, drive warm, dress warmly. Bundling up during the cold weather is an effective way to reduce nerve pain. Whenever you are outdoors, always wear your winter essentials, a thick coat, hat, and scarf. These help prevent the heat from escaping your body and keep the cold temperature from getting to you. Additionally, keep your extremities covered with gloves and socks. Your hands and feet are among the first and most intensely affected by the cold. So wearing this, thick mittens, and layered socks will help keep them warm and promote good blood flow. Number two, take short breaks indoors. If possible, head inside now and then. Take intermittent breaks from the cold by heading indoors and warming yourself by a heat source. This helps maintain an ideal temperature in your body and balances your need, your exposure, to extreme temperatures number three avoid stimulants if you know you'll be out on a trip and exposed to cold weather limit or avoid caffeine before you leave consuming uh, coffee and tea can temporarily cause your blood vessels to narrow and making a restricting blood flow and causing pain aside from caffeine it also helps to avoid other stimulants such as nicotine found in cigarettes. These substances can slow down blood circulation and aggravate your neuropathic symptoms. Number four, incorporate exercise into your daily routine. Don't let the cold temperatures of winter discourage you from exercising. Aside, keep, aside from keeping your body active, Physical activity can help manage your neuro pain. Activity doesn't necessarily need to be strenuous. In fact, you must not flush yourself because extreme conditions can be harsh to your body. What you can do is to engage in simple cardio routines while staying hydrated and eating properly. This promotes good circulation and improves blood flow. Number five. If your symptoms are still causing discomfort, try needling for neuropathy in your feet or hands is worth exploring. In this intervention, thin fill form needles are inserted into your skin and to stimulate underlying triggers, points in your extremities, and manage pain, according to the twenty nineteen case report. Dry needling effectively addresses pain points, especially when it's done along with neurodynamic exercises. It can also help increase blood flow and improve strength and balance. Manage your neuropic pain with proven treatments. If you are looking for a quick and effective way to reduce your nerve pain in your feet or hands, consider getting needle treatment, it is different from acupuncture as it targets your muscle pain points directly for instant relief however make sure that you are only seeking specialists when when it comes to this procedure for the best results so since we heard that new word which I've never heard before uh, dry needling um, let me talk about that little brief here because I still got some ten minutes on the clock here dry needling is a procedure that treats pain Practitioners use very fine needles inserted in target locations on the body. These are called trigger points. It's almost like the one where they stick those needles in your skin and and shock you. But this one's not uh, being shocked. They're just sticking them right into the muscle. The procedure name includes the word dry. To separate it from other kinds of treatments, that use needles to inject fluids. There are no fluids or injections with dry nudity. Other names for dry needling include trigger point, dry needling, and myofacial trigger point, dry needling. Say that five times. So, the um, myofascial refers to muscle pain that goes beyond the usual pain people may feel when they have worked out too hard or they have injured themselves. It is a chronic condition, but it is usually limited to certain locations rather than throughout the body. Trigger points are spots where muscle has knotted or contracted. The tight spot is sensitive to the slightest pressure and when touched, pain can radiate down the muscle. The most common area where dry needling is performed are the shoulders and neck as well as the hips, back, and muscles, and heels. So how is dry needling different from acupuncture? Acupuncture and dry needling are similar in that they both use very fine filament needles and they do not use any form of injection, but this is where the similarity stops. Acupuncture is a form of traditional Chinese medicine and has been performed for centuries. Acupuncturists insert the needles into various acupuncture points in the body to help relieve physical and mental ailments. Practitioners believe these acupuncture points help promote a better energy flow called qi. The needles can be inserted in different places over the body that do not seem related to the actual problem. For example, a client who has facial problems or pain may have needles inserted not only around the face, but in the legs and arms. So, acupuncture helps with allergies, fibromyalgia, nausea, and repetitive stress injuries. Dry needling was developed in the West in the 1940s and became more mainstream in the 1980s. It focuses on treating pain directly at the affected muscle tissue. Unlike acupuncture, which can be standalone treatment, dry needling is usually performed in conjunction with other treatments like physical therapy or uh, chiropractic. Some providers combine acupuncture with dry needling for patients who have myofascial pain combined with other issues that could benefit from acupuncture. So a couple of things before I close out this episode. What are benefits for using dry needling? Dry needling is considered minimally invasive treatment. This means that while the provider does insert needles, they do not go in very far and they do not stay in the muscle for long periods of time. People who get relief from dry needling may cut back or eliminate their pain medicine over time. Dry needling can also improve the chances of success from other therapies. So this might be something I might look into, but um, who performs dry needling? Healthcare providers who may offer dry needling include physical therapists, acupuncturists, chiropractors, and physicians with training in the procedure. Uh, However, state regulations determine the types of practitioners who may perform dry needling. So when I post this episode here uh, tomorrow, I believe Saturday, I'm gonna go ahead and make sure I send all the um, information I found on it, but also I'm gonna send a video from a physical therapist that does needling. Maybe i will give you some answers or questions you may have, he'll answer them for you. But it is a video, but I already went over it and it looks like it's some good information. You can also find information on YouTube for yourself. But hey, thanks for being here this week. I really appreciate all that you're doing. Get out there and enjoy yourself. Remember, if it's cold, make sure you warm up and make sure you wear some gloves, especially. But also, don't forget, I have my um, affiliates out there on my on my uh, Facebook page. Please take a look at them. There's some good things out there that can help, help you out very often and very much. All right? So until next week, bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources such as product reviews that I have discussed today can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.